Well, Father, it is obvious to us that whether we are in this place today where we felt your spirit, we feel your spirit so real, or whether we're watching online today, we know that you have no constraints. You come here, you go where we are. And I pray that in whatever we are facing today, we would be encouraged because we have been in the presence of your spirit. Now we're going to look to your word today, God. We, more than at any other time, need your word. You need to, uh, we need for you to give us hope. We need for you to cast out fear. We need for you to give us wisdom for the future. And so we fall in your presence today. Uh, we open our hearts to whatever it is that you want to say, whatever it is you want to do. But may we walk away from wherever we are today in whatever situation we are facing, reminded that we do not face it alone. We have your spirit. We have the spirit of Christ. And we pray it in the strong name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Wow. Well, uh, I want to say welcome to everybody watching online today. I hope, I hope that where you are, you are experiencing the blessing that we are experiencing here in this place today. This place is full this morning. I was shocked, but this place is full this morning, not of people, but of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so we are so thankful that you are joining us. I was scrolling through and I've seen people all over the country joining us this morning. Hey, welcome to Kokomo Naz. We are so thrilled that you are here. I've got some pastor friends watching this morning. I've got, um, I've got friends all over the country, literally in the world. We've got somebody in, Co in uh, Kokomo, yes, Kokomo, in Kenya, Africa. And so shout out to my buddy Dean today. Hope that uh, all of you are extremely blessed by what God is doing in this place, transferred through the internet into your home or wherever you are watching. Well, this is a first in the life of the church, first in the life of our ministry, um, streaming only streaming uh, through uh, the morning worship service of our church. And I'm so thankful that the church is not a building. The church is the people, and all over this uh, town, all over our state, all over our country, people are joining together, and, um, and so I'm just, I'm just blessed by that. Ain't no devil virus going to steal our joy or keep us from worship, amen? And so we love you, we pray for you, we've prayed for you already this morning, and we know that God is going to continue um, to bless us as we walk through the rest of this service. want to uh, remind you that today we begin a... 21 days of prayer and fasting. It starts today. I started it this morning. And uh, so many of you are fasting from certain things, maybe certain foods, maybe social media, um, you know, whatever. And, and now um, Pastor Stan told me that the Lord laid upon his heart yesterday what he should fast. He'd been praying about this. And so he has decided for the next 21 days that he is going to fast from sports and I thought that was pretty good since all of the major sports and college sports have been canceled. So hope he comes up with something a little better than that. Um, so we're inviting you to join us Monday through Friday. We're going to be gathered in our chapel right next door um, at 630 and at, at noon. And we're just going to stop 
and we're going to pause and we're going to pray and we're going to seek God. We're going to seek his spirit in our lives, in our country, all that we're going through. And I don't think it's by accident that on this day, God laid it upon our hearts several weeks ago to start this 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so I don't know of a better time that we could come together. So just come, how refreshing it would be for some of you to experience God at the beginning of your day, in the middle of your day. And um, we have been in this... Uh, we have been in this season of prayers of the Bible, looking at various prayers throughout the Bible, being encouraged by that, how, can we, how we can learn how to pray more effectively, more fervently, that we're gonna talk about especially this morning. But our theme verse has been this verse in Ephesians chapter six, where it says, pray in the spirit in every situation, use every kind of, of prayer and request there is. And our theme through this has been that we would pray first so that whatever we're facing, whatever you're going through in your life, whatever you've experienced this week, that you would just pray, that you would pray first. Now today we're gonna, we're gonna look at these prayers of the New Testament Church, because I love the book of Acts. It is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It is the stories of the first church. And they saw Jesus do miracles. So his followers, his disciples, they saw him um, feed people thousands, by the thousands. They saw him heal people. They saw him restore sight, uh, help the lame to walk. They saw they saw him teach. They saw him do all these incredible things. But in the book of Acts, the one thing that they asked Jesus for, the one thing that they just kind of cried out to him was, was Jesus, teach us how to, how to pray. And that is, that is my prayer for us during these 21 days of prayer and fasting, that we would say, Lord, just teach us new ways to pray. I need you. I need your strength in my life. I need your power in my life. I need your hope in my life. I need the presence of the Holy Spirit. Show me how to pray. Later, Jesus' brother, James, would give us a secret in chapter 5 of James uh, where it says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. And I was reading that and I thought, I thought, wow, uh, you know, you, you've, just been, you've just been skipping that verse, right? I mean, you know, because sometimes we pray and we don't feel like our prayers are very powerful or very uh, effective. And you're, you're like, well, you mean I can, I can pray a prayer that's powerful that will accomplish something? Yeah. That's what James is telling us. That's what God wants to do in and through your life in prayer. He wants to answer prayers. He wants to show himself to you. This is the example of the New Testament church. And I want, um, I want prayer to work. So when I pray, I don't want it just to be like something I check off on my list, right? Like when I pray, I want to know my prayers are making a difference. I want to know that they work because when you think about other things in our life, we expect them to work, right? I mean, I, I want my car to work when I get in it and I, I turn that key to start it. I want it to work. In fact, um, I did that this week. I got in the car because now I have a driver's license, all right? 
I'm an official Hoosier. I have my license this week. I can drive again. I don't have to be chauffeured around anymore. I love that. I want my refrigerator to work. So like when I open it up, I want to know it's been working all night long, keeping all those delicacies nice and cold. I want my ATM card to work, right? I want my ATM card to work with some oomph in it, right? Um, I, want my, I want my hand sanitizer to work. Apparently that's kind of an important thing right now, right? Um, I want things to work in my life. And I don't want to have ineffective prayers. I, I, I don't. I don't want to have anything ineffect, ineffective in my life. Like, oh man, I love my new computer that I got. It, it like, it takes 30 minutes to boot up. Microsoft works, doesn't work. My battery only lasts five minutes. I just love it. No, 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 no. I, I want whatever that has to work, and I want it to work effectively. And James says that our prayers can be powerful and effective when we pray those, and it can actually change the outcome of things around us, the prayer of the New Testament church. So if you have your Bibles, if you're at home, if you have your Bibles or you have your uh, iPad or your electronic version of the Bible, if you turn to Acts, we're going to be in the book of Acts today, and particularly the book of our, uh, Acts chapter 12. And so I want to read to us this story of the church, and this is a incredible story of the power of prayer that I want us to see Today And so let's read this together. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. In other words, he didn't like the church. He was trying to destroy the church. He, he had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And when he saw this was met with approval among the Jews, he, he proceeded to Seize Peter also, because Peter was doing like mighty works for the church. You remember Peter's the one that came out on the day of Pentecost. He was bold. He was preaching. Thousands were saved. And, and, uh, and so he hated, he hated Peter, and he just, he just wanted him dead. And, and I, I was thinking this week, I was thinking yesterday, I think this virus thing is of Satan because he thinks if he can hinder the church from meeting, um, from getting together, from gathering in a place like this, he thinks that he can bring fear and worry and that will kill the church. But come on, you can't stop what God's doing with a virus. You can't stop the church or the movement of Jesus Christ in this world. So starting today, you, you pray against the evil of fear, you pray against the evil of gloom and doom. You lift up the living hope of Jesus Christ daily. You just have to do that. And then it goes on to say, this happened during the festival on unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put Peter in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. So there's like 16 soldiers guarding Peter. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. They were like, we're going to pray until something happens. We're going to pray until God does something in this situation. We believe prayer makes a difference. We're going to pray fervently. This was the 
early church. And it says the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell and he struck Peter on the side and woke him up. It's like, quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrists. I I love that. Would to God in the 21 days of prayer that we are about to journey on together, starting today, prayer and fasting, that we would see some chains broken off people's lives. Prayer does that. I believe that. Then it goes on to say, the angel said, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and you and follow me. And the angel told him, Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a, a vision. And uh, then, it, then it goes on to say, they passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself and they went through it. And when they had walked the length of one street, Suddenly, the angel had left him. It says it opened for them by itself. Now, come on. We know it didn't open by itself, right? We know it was the power of the Holy Spirit that came about because they were praying desperately. And then it says, Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt the Lord has sent his angels And rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. And when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John. This is where they were all gathered. This is where they were praying fervently for him. Many people had gathered and were praying. And people knocked at the outer entrance. And a servant named Rhoda came and answered the door. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it up and exclaimed, Peter's at the door. So like she looks out, it's Peter, she shuts the door, leaves him standing outside, runs in, and she's all excited. And they said, you are out of your mind. And then this is like humorous, right? Because this is the very thing they've been praying for, and God gives them what they're, be, they're praying for, and they don't believe it, and they think she's crazy. And when she kept insisting it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. They were shocked that God would answer a prayer that they had been praying. And and, and I read this, and I'm like, thank God that our doubt doesn't disqualify us from prayer. Thank God that I can still have doubts and my prayers can still break through, you know, but you have to, you have to, like Peter kept knocking, you just have to keep praying. You have to be fervent in your prayer. You have to pray through your doubts. You have to pray through your fears. You have to pray through your insecurities, pray through your struggle. And my prayer is that God would teach us in these 21 days how to have fervent and effective prayers. And so what I want to do in the rest of our time this morning is I want to quickly give you five things that I think will help you pray. If you're at home watching, you don't have your sermon notes, but you can write these down. 
And the first one is you have to pray when there is pressure or pain. You, you just have to pray. When there's pressure in your life, when there's pain in your life, when you are surprised in your life by the circumstances of life. The psalmist said in 18.6, in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Because there is nothing, come on, there is nothing that drives us to prayer more than a problem, more than a pressure or more than a, a, a pain. There, there's nothing, come on, this is just such truth. I remember 19 years ago, there was something called 9-11 that happened. Everybody that was around then knows where you were, it's stuck in your mind, but here's the thing that sticks in my mind. That night, we had a prayer service for the community, and the entire church was packed out, people coming to pray. The church was filled with people desperately crying out together in the community, praying. Because pressure or pain can drive me to my knees. It can bring me to a place of humility before God. And if that is true... This is the hard one. Praise God for pressures in my life. If it drives me into his presence, if it drives me to a place of prayer, thank God for that in my life, for the pressures and the pains in my life. I wonder how many people who have not prayed in a long, long time, I wonder how many people in the church who have not fervently prayed in a long, long time were drawn to their knees this week in prayer. Not just in our church, not just in our community, but all around the world, driven to a place of prayer. And could it be that the chaos that we're experiencing right now, the fears that are overwhelming people around the country, around even the world, could, could it be that the chaos would be the very thing that would drive people to a place of prayer and begin to call out to God and look to God for help? And if it is, I say, praise be to God. Because scripture says God is always working for good, even in the pressure and even in the pain. God is always working for our good. Could, could this be the thing that would bring revival to America? Could this be the thing that would drive people to depend more on God, to turn the tide of sin and Turn it to a dependence and need for God. And if that's the case, I say bring it on. You know, um, I was thinking this week, the pressure and the pain of Evelyn even canceling our services. And then it was like, it was like this weekend, God just gave me a, a peace for that. And I, I was just flipping through. I was flipping through just a few moments ago before I came up to speak. I was on, on Facebook Live and I'm, flipping through that thing. I'm going there now. And I was looking on there and there was an incredible amount of people. There was like almost, I think there were 300 homes viewing it right now. And then I'm like, okay, you take that and you multiply that by three or four people watching there and then you add what's here today. I thought, man, that's like, oh, that's like way more, that's more than we would have if we just had church. And I thought, praise be to God, what Satan meant for evil, God could use for good, right? 
And so you just like this and you tell your friends about it and pretty soon it'll be exponential, the amount of people. Maybe this is a way that God is bringing good out of evil. The darkest, most difficult path of my life has been times where it caused me to go to prayer and it always has led me to intimate moments with God God, I didn't like this road. God, I don't like where I am right now. I don't like this situation I'm in right now. But I am going to pave this road with prayer in my pressure and in my pain. And I pray it's the same for you this week as well. The second thing is you have to pray with passion. Pray with passion. You show me someone that's got passion, and I'll show you how far they will go. In fact, if, if I had to choose, if I had, a, a, if I had to choose, let's say, a staff person, and my staff's here today, so they're paying attention right now. If I had to choose someone with passion or ability, give me the passion. Ability can be trained. You can train people, but you, you got to have the passion. I'll take passion every time. I, I like what the Hebrew writer said. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who will obey him? Here's a question for you, and this is a question for me. When is the last time that you have prayed with such passion that it brought you to tears? That you felt something so strong in your heart? You were, you were praying for somebody, a lost son, a lost daughter, a, a relative, a mom or dad. You were just so caught up. You were praying with them that it just brought tears to your eyes because you were praying with such Passion, Lord, help me pray with passion. Help me pray through the tears for the one who can save me and help me in my time of trouble. Give me passion. God, move into this situation that I am helpless without you. I need you, God. And you're just crying out with passion. The third thing is you have to pray with persistence. Lord, help me not to give up. Even when I don't see this thing happening right away, come on, because we're like microwave people, right? We're like pop a prayer in the microwave, push a button, and in 30 seconds, we better get an answer, right? No, 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 no. I'm persistent in my prayers. Have you ever prayed for, have you ever prayed for something and it got worse? <laughs> like, you know, you're praying, oh, God, you're just praying for somebody, praying for their physical health, and then they just get worse until they're like, hey, Stop praying for me, please. Like I was, uh, you know, all week I have been praying over this coronavirus thing. And it got worse. And I was like, oh, Lord, I got, I got to quit playing, praying over this. I got to quit praying over that situation. I got to, I got to quit praying over my kid because, you know, he, he's acting more like the devil since I started praying. I just got to quit praying. Well, Jonah, uh, you, you know the story of Jonah. Jonah was called. He resisted God. God had to put him in a place where he would hear his cry. And it says from inside the fish, Jonah prayed 
to the Lord his God. In the midst of the worst pain that he had ever experienced with persistence, Jonah just kept crying out to God in the midst of his pain, even in the middle of pain, even in the middle of disobedience. Keep praying. You, you are never too far from God for prayer. Well, pastor, I just don't, I just don't see it. I, I don't sense it. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right that I should pray. I don't feel I don't feel worthy to pray. Hey, listen, there, there, most of the time that I pray, I don't, I don't feel worthy of praying, but you just, keep, you just keep praying. You pray with persistence. Um, because Scripture says God is always at work. And what I don't realize is, is sometimes in my pain, I don't pray with persistence because I don't see God work. I don't sense God working. But even in the midst of the pain, you, you are never too far from God. And as God kept Jonah praying in the belly of the fish, his big old fish, I am hoping that God will keep me praying in the midst of my big old problems, whatever those are. You just be persistent with prayer. And then the the next one is you have to pray with others. And this is where sometimes we as a church are not really good. I mean, you got to pray with a, effective prayer happens in partnership with others. We are stronger together. I need you and you need me. And the more we are together in prayer, the stronger we become. In Matthew 18, 19. Jesus said, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. It's the power of agreement, agreeing together, praying together, and persistence together. This is the power of our prayer times each morning at 6.30 during our 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's, it's the power of the prayer at noon each day, and I just want to invite you to come be here in our chapel as we Pray together. Can, can I just be open with you? Because um, I know you don't think, I know you think pastors are always on top of the world and always happy, never have any struggles. No, 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 no. You have no idea. I had probably a heaviness over my spirit this week more so than I have had in a long time. It was a, a week with not enough hours in each day. And by Thursday morning, I had only a small amount done, accomplished on this message. And I felt overwhelmed, and my spirit was oppressed, and then there's all this garbage going on right now around our world, and I was just, i just telling you, it weighed on me. And Vicki's like, on Wednesday night, she's like, now, you know, we're going to go Thursday morning to the prayer time at 6.30, because there's others that gather in the chapel and pray at 6.30 on Thursday mornings, and I was like, okay, I'll go, but I didn't want to go. Have you ever had a time where you just didn't want to pray? I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go. I did not feel like praying. But we came, and as we were in that place, and there was a circle, and people were praying, and, and um, I didn't even pray. They just went right by me, and people were praying. 
But the more people prayed, my spirit got blessed. The heaviness seemed to lift off of me. And the spirit seemed to settle in on me. And then I prayed last. And by the time we were done, I felt like all of us could charge hell with a water pistol. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, that's the power of praying with with others. This is why some of you need to get in a class. You need to get in a small group. You need to be connecting life with each other. You need someone to encourage and bless you when you are down like I was down this week. You, you need to pray with others in times where you have great need in your life and you don't know where it's going to come from and you don't have much faith. And, and they pray that for you because often there are times you just don't feel you can pray and you need others that can pray with you. You may need to stand in the gap for someone that is broken. You may need to pray for others. You may need to pray for somebody that is down or defeated or wounded or hurt and pray blessing over them and pray freedom over them and pray as the praise team led us in that chains would be broken. And I thought, what a better thing for us as a church during this time of fear and pandemic across the world that we could begin to pray for others. And let me give you one more. The fifth one is pray with a focus on Jesus Christ. Now that sounds, that sounds obvious, doesn't it? But it's not. No other name, no other name, only the authority, the power under the name of Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 14, he said, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it in the name of Jesus. I've been asked to pray before at certain secular events, maybe a graduation or some civic event and I've been asked to kind of do the obligatory prayer at the end. And, and I've been asked before that they would say, hey, listen, when you pray, just don't, just don't say the name Jesus. And I'm like, my response is like, then you don't want me to pray because Jesus is all I have to offer. Because my prayer is meaningless without his name. Oh, great. Oh, great rock formation, we pray to you today. <laughs> oh, mighty sun, we call upon you. Oh, oceans that are endless, that roar, we ask you to help us. No, 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 no. We pray in the name of Jesus. Because in the name of Jesus, we are healed. In the name of Jesus, chains fall off. In the name of Jesus, marriages get renewed. In the name of Jesus, resources become enough. In the name of Jesus, children come back home. In the name of Jesus, he rescues us in our times of trouble. In the name of Jesus, C-O-V-I-D-19, be gone. Because there is something about his name that makes all the difference. There is power and there is healing and there is forgiveness and there is resource and there is restoration. It's all in the name. I asked my mom one time when I was young, mom, why did you name me Timothy? She said, because it means one who honors God 
don't let me down. I looked up my brother's name this week. His name is Jerry. I sent him this text. Jerry means a feminine version of Gerald. I like mine better. We sing a song. What a beautiful name it is. This has been a difficult week. Most of the day started at 4 a.m. for us and ended around 8 or 9 o'clock at night. We spent a lot of time with people, some of you. As more we spend time with people, the more we know of the hurts in people's lives, listening to the stories of things that people are going on in people's lives, the things that they are facing. And then this coronavirus thing, you know, seeking the heart of God with our staff all week long on how to respond to this. How do we do it with faith and not respond to fear? How do we do it with wise judgment? Seeking the heart of God on knowing that there are no good answers. So whatever we do, someone won't like it or some, whatever. And all through the week, I found myself walking around through this place, in this room, at home, walking down the hallways, and I would just catch myself saying the name, Jesus, 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 help me. Jesus, give me wisdom. Jesus, protect my heart. Just simply saying out loud that beautiful name, Jesus. Do you know why that name is so beautiful? It it is because that name of Jesus becomes what I need at the moment of my problem in whatever I am facing, at the start of the struggle, He is what I need. It is a beautiful name, it is a powerful name because when I am sick, He can bring healing. When I am filled with sin, He gives me forgiveness. When I don't have enough, He becomes more than enough. Jesus, it is the powerful name. It is Jesus that's with us today. It is Jesus that is with you at home right now. And we're going to sing that Jesus, such a beautiful name. Why? There is no rival. There is no equal. Now and forever, our God reigns. Jesus, the praise team, is going to lead us today. You sing it at home if you want to. We're going to sing it here. Would you let this song be an encouragement to your heart today as we worship you?